Welcome back, everybody, to MIP Scouting's Week 3 Podcast. We are here today with David. Hello. David is our social media expert, and he also is very well-versed in all topics sports. He's always going to have an opinion. So, David, if you want to give any more of an introduction, feel free to now. If not, we're going to keep it rolling. we got a big weekend ahead. Indeed, indeed we do. Indeed we do. Um, again, David, um, a long friend of Joe um, and all the other guys on this uh, wonderful page and organization. Um, avid Colts fan, avid Lakers fan. Um, been there through and through. Yeah, a horrible combination. Um, so, <laughs> so, before we get into football, I know you just mentioned it, and even a little bit of basketball tonight, we want to talk about the UFC shakeup that happened just about an hour ago. So, for people not familiar, yesterday was supposed to be the official press conference for the UFC event this weekend, uh, Diaz Chimiev. The press conference was actually canceled. It was the first one that has ever been canceled. Uh, Dana White just said there was too many, too many things going on backstage. We've heard rumors about you know a massive brawl breaking out um, between groups, and then today. Uh, Chimiev actually weighed in eight pounds over. I think the bout was at 170. He came in at about 178 and a half. So the card has been completely flipped. Um, Dana White always thinking on his feet. We now have uh, Chimiev, Holland, and Diaz is going to fight Ferguson on short notice. That is still kicking off tomorrow night. And obviously that card just got a lot more interesting. For sure, way more interesting, I would say. Um, you know, little conspiracy thoughts, but you know, yeah. I think it's. I think it's gonna be interesting. I definitely think it's gonna be interesting going forward. So, so let's let's kind of talk about the main event, right? So, initially, Diaz Chimiev. Everybody kind of came out and was like, Dana White's trying to get Diaz killed on his way out. I mean, <laughs> he's he's proven to this point to be just. An all-around exceptional fighter. Um, Diaz is obviously one of those guys that likes to stand and bang. Um, Obviously, there's been some Twitter jokes about Diaz and his lack of brain cells because of how many concussions, presumably, he's had in the UFC, uh, both Diaz brothers. But the fight, uh, originally, stylistically, didn't make much sense, right? It was always going to be assumed... It was always going to be assumed that Chimiev was going to dominate him in kind of whatever way he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that fight in its in its inception? Obviously, it's not happening. And then let's kind of get into Diaz and Ferguson now. Uh, I think that um, Diaz has always been the heel um, type guy. He's the guy that you you love to hate. Um, He's always going to be himself. He's always going to stand out. Um, and I think that in that, they want to give him like a, a grand send-off in a way. Right. And giving him Shemayev, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a way for him to get his um, his way out. And I think he's going to – he would have a lot uh, to deal with. Um, I think that he's uh, very aggressive. And talking about Shemayev, I think he is – larger, bigger, he's going to, you know, really put a um, a beating. I think he would have really put a beating on him. Um, and definitely 
pushed Diaz to his literal literal limits um, on his way out. Um, I do think that this this fight um, with Holland is um, going to be a better fight, and as well as the talking about Diaz and um, Ferguson, I think that is going to be a much more um, balanced fight. I would say. Um, you have the journeyman that is uh, Ferguson at this point, and um, also, you know, Ferguson is just—he's the type of guy that he's going to stand there with you. He's going to swing back and forth with you, and he's going right. to stand in for as long as it, the fight lasts. You know? Right, and and I think and I think that's now the 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 difference, right? A lot of people coming into this event, it wasn't necessarily starstruck. It obviously is kind of Diaz's um, sunset from the UFC, but. The, the assumption was always that this card wasn't really that stacked and we knew the result coming in. Let's just see how long Diaz can last. At this point, now you have two different fights that I would say in our opinion, right, are now better suited for fans and the guys in the octagon, right? Like, you're, you're going to get challenged in both fights now. I think Ferguson has something to prove, right? He's been kind of on a slide. Diaz has always been, you know, a main event gatekeeper of sorts, right? And I think I think Ferguson kind of almost rose to the main event, right? He was supposed to fight Khabib how many times? And now he's aging out a little bit as well. His chin's been tested. Um, and, and I think now that Diaz and Ferguson are going to get into the octagon... Somebody's going down. I don't expect it to go the distance. Um, if I if I had to bet, it's definitely not going the distance. And then as far as Chimaev and Holland, um, I mean that you're you're assuming Chimaev is going to win, um, but obviously you never know. Now you you never know. So I think that this is a really big fight for Ferguson. Diaz is coming in with nothing to lose, and. On that note, you know, he's ready to take a beating as he always has. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I, one thing that I do want to uh, pinpoint on is I do think that um, in just terms of physicality-wise and, and size, I think Holland is a, a better matchup for Shemaev. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think he's strength-wise. I mean, he gives up, I think, five or ten pounds. I'm not really... Uh, exact on those numbers, but I would say that with his big five to ten pounds, and I think he's very much a um, a strong dude. So I, I think it should be interesting. I do think um, Shemaev uh, gets really gets it done, um, but I, I, I am very interested in seeing Ferguson um, Diaz because I think that that fight I think it's going to be bloody. I think it's going to be back and forth. I would not be surprised if both of them. Um, touch canvas at some point. I would not be surprised, um, and um, I think it's going to be a really, a really entertaining fight, especially with all Diaz's antics. Um, you know, he's always going to be there, and he's going to put on the show because that's who he is. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not him trying to put on the show; it's he, who he actually is. And he, right. You know, I think that's amazing. Right. So, it looks like Sean just joined us. Uh, Sean's up in the corner here. We're gonna bring him down. So, Sean, we were just—we were actually just talking about UFC. We were talking okay. about Diaz, Ferguson, kind of the mix-up in the card. Um, 
So we were, we were just, we were just, up shitstorm. <laughs> right. We were just kind of tailing that. I don't know if you want to give just a brief, uh, kind of your, your thoughts. I mean, listen, this has been a whirlwind of epic proportions, um, fights, uh, I canceled presser, um, Shemayev coming in eight pounds overweight, uh, the whole card getting reorganized and reshuffled, and somehow we're out on the other side with yeah. a top-to-bottom better card. It's right. one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, not in the history of MMA or combat sports in general, but, like, sports. I, I mean, and, this is very strange. And that's and that's kind of what we said, right? This, this, card, this card wasn't starstruck or, like... No. Stellar, even like matchup style wise, you know, it was it was basically Dana White putting Diaz out the pasture, um, and now you you do have a you have a card that's better top to bottom. So very exciting, um, something definitely to look forward to. Um, I guess kind of a transition point if you, if you want to call it that. Um, another fight that is occurring this weekend is. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. Um, that that is occurring this weekend, um, so that kind of pivots us into football. Before the football on Sunday, um, we're gonna have some fireworks tomorrow too with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. What what a matchup! Right. What a matchup. right. So kind of kind of on the football note, right? We had Thursday night football last night. We have a ton of NFL football coming up this week. I just kind of want to get into. Let's get into the NFL. Okay. Are you going to? We're pausing. Uh, I was I was pumping the brakes before we jump into NFL Sunday because we have we've college football two Saturday. Beautiful blue blood programs going head to head for the first time since the Longhorns national championship defeat at the hands of Alabama a decade ago. Okay, I'll let I'm you. I'll let you it out there right now. I'm putting it out there. I know I'm biased. I'm a Longhorns fan. From the first time I watched Ricky Williams in that burnt orange jersey run rampant over the college football landscape, I have loved the Texas Longhorns. And I'm telling you right now, hook them. Horns. They are going to pull the upset over Alabama tomorrow. I just want to. I just want to say though that that um, completely changes the landscape of your playoff prediction, um, <laughs> and it also would support me saying that Saban's lost his fastball. So I let's let's just clock that care. from the last episode. I don't care. I am telling you right now. Fair enough. I woke up this morning and I climbed my little happy butt up onto a roof that the roofers left. So I had to boom lift all this material. And I'm 25 feet in the sky, throwing shingles down on a roof, which I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I had a revelation. I had a revelation. Okay. And I saw thoughts of Bijan Robinson running for 250 yards. I saw the number one recruit in the nation, Quinn Ewers, throwing bombs. And I feel it in my bones. Longhorns, 38. Alabama, 27. A score prediction. Ah. A score prediction. Ah. Wow. Okay. You know what's really crazy? When I looked at the game, um, and 
I, I, in the pit of my stomach, I did, I did see the burnt orange winning that game, and I don't know why. I did feel it. I feel saucy. All right. It's, it's, um, I know, but I did, I did have that feeling, and I saw the was twenty and a half uh, margin or uh, Alabama margin. I was like, oh man, I don't the think so. The line is twenty and a half. Yeah, I think it's 20 and a half. Did it work its way up there? Because when I when it opened, I think it was 16 or 17. 16? Yeah. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Because Disrespectful. I, that's bullshit. I'll, I'll, play, I'll play contrarian to you, and I'll play contrarian to myself. I do believe that Saban's lost his fastball. I, oh, your daughter's crying. Sorry. I do believe that Texas covers. I do not think they win the game. I think that, that they might get close, but they're always close, right? Is Texas back? Is Texas not back? They're always close, and they always come up short. So why wouldn't they come up short this time? That's that's kind of how I feel, and that's just like what their story's been the last decade since they, you know, since they started to fumble it out, right? Like, what what does Texas do? that Alabama doesn't. And, and I, I think that's not... There's a lot that Alabama does that Texas doesn't. Um, and I think that's that's important. Um, Sean seems to be on just a very compromising video of himself. Um, so I, I do not think we're releasing the video for this episode. As we can see up his belly button. Sean had to fix the TV. I understand. I understand. Joe's goddaughter decided to stick on the entertainment center and rip the power plug out. Okay, fair enough. Moving <laughs> forward. Moving forward. You you have that game. You're marking old, that game. What else? Old please. Your goddaughter's lovely mother is calling me because she thinks I'm talking to her. One second. Okay, feel free to mute. <laughs> this 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 episode is off the rails. Um, <laughs> this episode is absolutely off the rails. I don't, I, I don't even really know what what to say. Um, again, Texas and Alabama. We had just he swung in here really hot, gave a yeah. bold prediction, and now is kind of like blackout screen muted mic, like kind of on fire. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming back. Oh, now he's completely off video, and he's I'm back here. again. And I'm here. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about additional college football games so we can get to the NFL. Uh, man, um, I gotta be completely honest with you. I am so hopped up on Texas right now. I have not paid attention to anything going on because week two is the traditional week one. They start with a bang. You know, you're getting the the some of the big top five, top ten, top twenty five matchups. Week two is normally. How small of a school can we get away with beating up on and still not, you know, look terrible? Right. Um, so Texas, Alabama is like literally it is the apple of my eye as Fair of right enough. now. Um, if you bear with me for just one moment, I can tell you. I have a I have one that I've been looking at. Okay. Um, it's Kentucky, Florida. Kentucky versus Florida. Okay. And um, right now, I don't know why. Another one. Um, I had a cousin who played for Kentucky, and I have my my bet is that they first of all the spread is six points. Um, obviously, in Florida's favor, and um, I think they. 
I think Kentucky covers. I think they might even win. They have a senior, experienced quarterback who threw for 300 yards last week. Um, I think it was like 21 completions. I mean, he he played. He balled. He had one. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a senior, experienced, and um, I think they. I think he balls out, and I think they make. I think they cover. I definitely think they cover, and I think they may even pull out. Pull out the win. Yeah. Imagine. Being Penn State right now, rolling with Sean Clifford, knowing that you had Will Levis sitting there on your bench for not one but two years because he redshirted and then he was there for his redshirt. He was redshirted and then he was there for his redshirt freshman year before transferring over to Kentucky. So, jeez. So Florida, Florida is actually a good, a good kind of uh, pivot point here because I want to kind of get some Week One takeaways, and my takeaway from Week One is that you better buy into the Gator Chomp, okay? Yeah. You better buy into the Gator Chomp. They beat up on Utah. The game was closer than it looked. Their quarterback has a ton of swag, a ton of swag. And truthfully, I, I don't know what happens in the SEC, right? Toss up. But if Bama's going down to Texas, hypothetically, that opens the door for everybody else. Okay? Oh, yeah. Right. So, I think that Florida is in the same kind of boat as Texas, right? Like, you know Florida. You know the Tebow National Championships. Are they back? Are they here? They keep missing the mark. I think this might be their year. I expect them, sorry, David, to not only win the game, but cover. Um, I would take the Gators with or without the points, and walk home a happy guy. So, with that <laughs> being said... Man. Huh? I'm a conflicted man on this game. Um, now, I am one of probably seven people in the entire world that had Florida's quarterback, Anthony Richardson, as a top 50 prospect. So, pat on my back real quick. Okay. Uh, the kid's a baller, absolutely. Uh, but, overall... Kentucky, I mean, I do prefer Will Levis. I think he's just, you know, a better, more complete quarterback right now. Um, Florida, Kentucky has the better coach and has the better quarterback, and that goes a long way. Um, Florida probably has a better top-to-bottom roster. Uh, just off the eye test, the only place I can really tell you right now that that Kentucky is better is at the quarterback and the running back position. Um, so it's tough, man. It's tough because a coach and a quarterback go a long way. Right. Go a long way to a team's success. Uh, this is a coin flip game for me. I wouldn't put a penny on it because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Um, and just one more that in my research, um, the another top 25 matchup is Pitt and Tennessee. Uh, Keaton Slovis and Hendon Hooker, if you're looking for quarterbacks, both of those guys could be those day two picks uh, with a lot of talent but just haven't been able to put it all together for the entirety of a season. Um, you know, Pitt's riding high off the backyard brawl. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're starting off, you know, they, they look strong. Uh, Keaton Slovis looked like he, you know, has returned to his USC form from what we've seen from him. And Hendon Hooker has, I mean, consistently been one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the country for the balls. Um, that's another, you know, just keep an eye on it. Uh, neither team is going to be in the title and going to be in the race for a national championship. But, 
you know, those are two quality teams uh, that could make quality bowl and have quality quarterback play. So, you know, that's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. I did that one as well. I did so, like that one as so we're we're kind of we're kind of talking about these week two matchups, right? And these week two matchups wouldn't be, in my opinion, as interesting if they didn't get through week one, right? So let's kind of touch on some takeaways. There were some really big games week one. Sean, you mentioned they were they're essentially firework games, right? Ranked teams against ranked teams. Um, let's talk about some of the week one games. Putting, putting a feather in my cap, Joe Casey guarantee was week one, we failed. I came back last week, and I told you all that I wasn't going to let you down again, and I didn't. I said Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. They did oh, not yeah. lose. They, they did not lose. They might have lost via record, but they did not lose on the line. And that's yes. what matters. So they I'm coming back. They guys in Vegas. Right. So, you know. Good teams win, great teams cover. I'm coming back this week. I have another play. I'm going to give it one a week. Um, but taking away from the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. You're brushing your teeth? It's not that time. Truthfully, I think that they have it. Like, I think that, I think that Notre Dame has it. I think that they are... Better than what the score indicated last week against Ohio State. I think that they have a stout defense, and I think that is going to carry them. Obviously, this puts them behind the eight ball in terms of playoff, right? But you lost to the number two team in the country. Like, a one-loss Notre Dame may get in, especially if they can continue to play at a high level going forward. Ohio State is just, you know... Strictly business, they came out. They did not have answers in the first half. You know, they really, really struggled in the first half, which could be a red flag going forward, right? But they figured it out at halftime, and they came back, and they respectfully put the business to Notre Dame in the last two quarters. And and that is important for a championship-caliber team to make necessary adjustments. So, so I would say that was my kind of game takeaway recap. Um, what, what about you guys? I mean, my number one takeaway from last week was uh, Georgia is alive and well. You know, despite all of their, you know, all the talent that they lost through the draft, they are alive and well. I mean, that was one of the most dominant front-to-back performances that I've seen uh, from this Georgia team in the last two years, which is incredibly impressive. You know, there's a lot of chemistry building that needs to be done. They did it against the 11th-ranked team in the country, um, against a familiar opponent, uh, former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix, was heading up the Ducks, and, I I mean, they crushed them. It was... Somehow, even a forty-six point win, it didn't even look that. It didn't even look that now, close in the eye. Now, Sean, we talked about it last week. We talked about it, in, you know, our week zero preview. Stenson Bennett Heisman. We didn't talk about it. We didn't even put his name in the conversation. But if he plays like that, he's in it. He he's in it. Oh yeah, if Stetson Bennett plays like this all season long, Georgia does what they did last year and you know run the table uh, up until at least the SEC championship game. 
his name is definitely going to get thrown around. Um, I I think, and it's fair. It's it's absolutely fair. You know, Heisman isn't about the the, the most talented player, whatever you want to call it. The Heisman is about who is going to make the biggest impact on their team, on a winning team. And he absolutely balled out against a quality defense in Oregon. And I think that he's, you know, he's got just as good of a chance as anybody else in the country. And no end it. I mean, he, he's a dog, you know. He's got that dog in him. Yeah, he's, he's got, got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. And I think beyond that, uh, what I saw, and not to piggyback on, on your point, Sean, but I think that what I saw from Georgia was that they have good coaching. They have good coaching because you lost a lot of your defense yes. in the draft, but they have they had guys that were going to step up and, and, and play the roles um, that, you know, or fill the roles that were left uh, from the draft. Um, and I, I, I think that was very impressive um, defensively. I think that was, um, I think it was a good uh, pinpoint for, um, or spotlight for good coaching. Yeah. I would agree. Now, David, I know you weren't on last week. I know we kind of touched on the two big games. Do you have any other games kind of takeaway-wise that you want to touch on? If not, I I can transition to a different blowout. Let's just stop for one second. And also, you had to put the feather in your cap. I also have to put the feather in my cap of Coastal Carolina covering with ease. Yeah. Yeah. With ease. I think it was a 13 point win yeah and Listen, grace mccall looked very very sharp we're giving we're giving out we are baby. giving out free picks we're giving out free picks so now david kind of college football anything else that you wanted to flag because not that i can think of right now okay not that no problem no problem so then on that note we just talked about a massive blowout in Georgia, Oregon. I want to talk about another massive blowout from last night. Bills, Rams. We're going to transition right into the NFL. Bills, in my opinion, have now completely staked their claim as the odds-on favorite for the Super Bowl. I believe they were already the betting's odd favorite in Vegas. I wouldn't be shocked if their line moved at all um, because it it truly was that dominant last night. You know, um, Jalen Ramsey looked lost. I mean, Josh Allen threw the ball basically anywhere and everywhere. Stafford, I don't know what's going on with his elbow, but that is clearly something is wrong there. Um, I mean, one TD, three picks. He's usually good for an interception a game, but I mean, one to three is just a horrible ratio, even for him. Um, normally the other way. It's normally right. three to one type of ratio right. for Stafford. Like you said, he's 63, 65% uh, completions and, a, and an interception. It's pretty much good for it, you know? Right. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, you know, that that Detroit, <laughs> that that Detroit um, not not having those long seasons, you know? Yeah. You, play, uh, you play 20 games <laughs> right. for the first time in your life. I right. mean, come on, man. And, and uh, that think, album sore, man. Yeah, and I think laying laying my cards on the table, um, I think the Rams are shot. I think they're oh. shot. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. Yeah. 
So, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run through it for everybody, just so we're on the same page. Okay. I think offensive cohesion is gone. I think Stafford's elbow is more of an ailment than like people are leading on. He only seems to look at Cooper Cup. I mean, Allen Robinson, who is a quality wide receiver, only got a single target, not even a reception, just a target last night. Stafford threw three picks, is not like him, also was sacked seven times. Clearly, there needs to be some type of adjustment on that offensive line. So, they also don't have, I guess you could call it a running back by committee, but even still, it just doesn't feel like their running game is consistent, especially when their passing game is struggling so much. I mean, Stafford threw a ball. Up the run. They passed the set up the run, not, you know, the opposite way. Right. And I I think Stafford threw a ball last night 15 yards over any Bills defender's head. I mean, he was just wildly inaccurate. Um, And for somebody that was like a perennial 4,000-yard-plus passer, you know, it it just wasn't – it just wasn't um, good to see. I think the other side of the ball – Jalen Ramsey's going to get a lot of slack, a lot of flack today. Um, he's going to get ripped up on Twitter if he already hasn't. Like, he, he did get cooked out there, but also, like, there are so many different issues on the defensive end that they have to adjust. I, I'm I'm saying that I do not think Aaron Donald wants to be there. Um, I think he was ready to go to Cancun and ride off into the sunset and then decided to come back. I mean, Donald's agent, from what I've heard, sent his retirement papers to the Rams right in May the Rams decided on their own not to submit them and then Donald had a change of heart right and came back I think that he probably would have been better off retired honestly I I don't think that there was any reason for him to come back he's accomplished go out out on top yeah he's accomplished Ray Lewis Peyton Manning, he's he's accomplished everything that he has to accomplish, and now it feels like he's back more for fan appeal and maybe like an appeasement of the organization than he really is to play. Obviously, he's always going to be a focus player. He's going to be an impact guy. Burning hot after one game. I I know. Where he doesn't show up. I mean, come on. I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he isn't going to resemble the Aaron Donald of last year. But, you know, hungry dogs run faster, right? And and I don't know if Donald is as hungry as he was last year. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trashing him. I think he's an excellent player. He's a Hall of Famer. But hungry dogs run faster. And I, I think that entire team has filled their appetite. And I, I do think that I think they the Rams came in last night. I think they came in cocky. Yep. It came in, and I think they, you know, proverbially they got slapped in the mouth, you yep. know, in a lot of areas. And one thing I did notice about them is that when they they were kind of shocked, and the the reason why I saw that, I think I watched Higby Higby drop, I think like two or three passes, you know, I mean straight to the hands, right. no reason to drop them, and I think. The way he looked at, like, kind of like looked at himself and looked at his hands, it was like, what is going on? And I think that they were not, they were riding the high. They saw that, you know, the their banner um, yeah. flying after uh, the confetti, 
you know, opening the opening night. And I think it was just like, oh yeah, we we are we're them, and and they they forgot that you know you lost Von Miller, who I don't care how old he is, I don't care you know what you say, he is always gonna go out there and he's always gonna perform, and he makes a difference. It takes so much pressure off. Aaron Donald, when you have Von Miller next to you, um, you know, who is just a nightmare to cover just as just as well. Like he, you can't, you can't, you know, not come in and game plan for that type of pass rush um, and intelligence on the defensive end. Um, yeah. And I think now that Aaron Donald's out there by himself, and you know, you have Von Miller on the opposite side, I think it was like um, more pressure, and he was kind of like, well. You know, I don't have that. I don't have to be great today because I had, I got my, you know, my chick last year. You know, yeah. and um, and and I don't want I, it to come off. I don't want it to come off that I don't think Aaron Donald's great, or that he still is great. I just think that, like, the a, a thirty-one to ten game, like, regardless of the outcome or the score, Aaron Donald is making some kind of noise, and I just think that. He was unusually quiet last night, especially in week one. Like, he has the freshest legs he's going to have all season. Um, Obviously, he's dealing with doubles, sometimes triples, running backs chipping him. I get it. But again, like, I'm, I'm using Aaron Donald as an example to epitomize the entire team. I just feel like their appetite has been satisfied with that Super Bowl. And it just doesn't feel... Or at least it did last night for you to play the home opener, for you to drop the banner. It just doesn't feel like that same energy was was there. Was there. And maybe that changes going forward. Maybe Stafford builds some more chemistry with his receivers. Maybe the running game gets going. But I just don't see them as like a true like contender going forward. Because you, you also have a lot of guys aging out. I mean, you have Bobby Wagner on the defensive end who was making an impact. He was tackles for losses, tackles. But at the same time, can he do it for 20, 20 games? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I mean, the one thing, I'm just going to you know interject myself here a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, last night was a terrible performance. And obviously, we can't be a prisoner of the moment and overreact to anything. Um, but, you know, just off the top, just some burning hot takes of my own. I was one of the people in the camp of Stafford will be fine, Stafford will be fine. He's a tough SOB, Stafford will be fine. Last night, Stafford reminded me of Donovan when he went to the Redskins, where it was just one year you're in a, you're in the playoff hunt. You know, you're, you're in a playoff. You're put literally in a playoff game. And the next year, you are a shell. Um, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Maybe Stafford bounces back. I don't know. I'm here to defend Jalen Ramsey um, to an extent. The two pictures that I saw that are, you know, going viral, so to speak, of the one where he is getting toasted by Diggs, it appears. When you look at that play, he was expecting help coverage over the top. I think that was a two-man deep coverage. He released on Diggs because Gabe Davis was literally running free without a person within 10 yards of him across the middle. Um, Jalen Ramsey is an aggressive corner. If the pass would have went to Gabe Davis, 
he was going to try to make a break on the ball, and he assumed, you know, I have a safety that's going to pick Diggs up over the top. Should you leave your assignment? No. But, you know, that was just, he was trying to take the lesser of two equals, so to speak, um, by turning his eyes back to Gabe Davis, and by the time he could even think about picking him up, the ball was in the air, and, you know. Right. Uh, Aaron Donald, a player that isn't invested in the game anymore, can't play. It's too tough. It's, it's too much of a grind, no matter how tough you are. It is just too big of a grind. Um, if, you know, all the rumors are true about him, you know, the retirement and um, him being, you know, kind of unhappy, you know, malcontent, uh, right. the training camp incidents, all of that. Um, oh, and, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't matter how skilled he is. Yep. He's going to, he is going to fall off. You know, and it's weird seeing the most... You know, dominant defensive tackles since Warren Sapp, um, you know, look very average in a game. Um, but, hey, man, it, it, when you lose that grind and you lose that will, it's it's over, man. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So, that's all I really got to say about that. Yeah. David, anything else to add? Um, I think that one thing I do want to say is that I don't think that the Rams are out of it. I don't think they're completely out of it. Um, I think that um, maybe when um, you know Odell comes back, he might stick around. I'm not sure, um, but I think that I think in terms of athleticism, they still have a lot of weapons, and you can never, you can never tell a team like that out because they do have they have the defensive tools. They just have to work together. They have to figure it out. Um, I don't want to count them out yet. But you have, you know, the Cardinals who are, are you know, no, no, nothing to, you know, just, you know, laugh at. You know, they're, they're very tough. It's going to be a tough year, you know, for sure. It's not going to be last year. And that's I got to be honest. I'm kind of laughing at the entire NFC West. I'm because gonna... this last year, the NFC West, was. they were talking about the NFC West like, oh, my God, could you have four teams all winning nine, ten oh, games wait. or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject here. I think that if the Rams do not win their division, I'm calculating, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, agree. I mean, and, and I'm not saying this. Obviously, I have the eagle behind me. But, like, like, we have a bit of a softball schedule, right? So, like, Eagles, Cowboys have softball schedules. Then you yes. have the Cardinals, who would be the third team. And then... Packers. The Packers the are four, Bucks are five. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're in that, what, that six, six, seven slot now? Um, so that's, that's going to be... That's going to be different. That's going to be important. So... That's just something to uh, to consider. Um, so I'm going to go to NFL real quick. We'll keep this pod a little bit shorter. Um, I'll go to NFL real quick, and then we'll go gambling, and then I think we can kind of wrap, right? Um, yeah. NFL Sunday, what are you guys expecting? What's kind of like the things that you're looking for? Just kind of quick two-minute summaries. Um from the group. 
Um, will the Eagles live up to all of this hype? Yep. Um, obviously, you know, as, a, as someone who bleeds green, uh, someone who also, you know, writes for the Eagles, um, there's a lot of hype around this team, man. Yeah. And the one thing that I said earlier in regards to the Kentucky and Florida game, coach and quarterback go a long way. And there's still a lot of questions about the coach and quarterback. I like both of them as people. I would want to be friends with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. But do they got the chops? Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's a big thing for me right now. Um, you know, Jameis Winston coming back. The, the, I don't think there's a team with as much volatility as yeah. the Saints. You know, quality defense, uh, quality weapons on offense. Um, but, you know, that really comes down to Jameis Winston and another unproven head coach. Right. Uh, oh, if we get 5,000 yards and 28 touchdowns, Jameis, they could be a 10-win team. If Jameis Winston gets injured or falls flat on his face and throws 30 interceptions, they could win five games. Um, I'm curious to see how Aaron Rodgers, you know, holds up life after Devontae. Right. Um, and that Raiders Chargers game is, I mean, that's more my yeah. calendar. Just going to be so much fun, yeah. man. A lot of points. A lot of points. The implication of last year, the, Our, the winning game. Is, and, let's let's pause for a minute. We've kind of we've kind of went through kind of your your teams, your question marks. Is your pick this week the Raiders Chargers over? Question mark. God, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Over. You don't even care. You don't even care what the points are. Fifty-two and a half. Right. It's fifty-two, fifty-two and a half. That could be sixty, and I'm taking okay. the over. All right. That's that's a All slam right. dunk. Fair it's enough. Going. David. Um, straight off the bat, I'm probably I'm obviously most excited about the Colts. Yep. Um, but there's two team, two games. I'm gonna tell them really quickly. The Cardinals Chiefs is something I'm interested in seeing. That's going to be fun. I think that's going to be a fun game. I think that's going to be interesting. But I'm most excited to see if the Colts stick to running the ball, run the damn ball, you know, Uh, because we have a better quarterback, a better passer for that matter, better pure passer. And I'm worried that we will not, we won't run the ball as much because we have a better passer and a a little bit more threats on the field. Uh, especially for the bomb ball, yep. Uh, but I hope they just—I hope they, you know, t- it's Taylor, 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 right. Taylor, and more Taylor. Um, so, but who knows? So, looking kind of into the future, um, Colts obviously have Jonathan Taylor. That's their workhorse. Matt Ryan's their new quarterback. I think that was a good move. Um, I do think that Nick Foles probably replaces him by like week nine, and then you guys make the playoffs. Um, no way. So that's fine. It's true. Your, your Cardinals, your Cardinals game, uh, taking into consideration Hopkins is out. If the Cardinals do win that game, even without him, that will be extremely interesting, especially knowing that the Rams just lost. Um, That's a tone setter. Yes, That's it's definitely tone. it's definitely a tone setter. So <clears throat> then, David, do you have a do you have a gambling pick this week? Do you have a line that you're looking at? I mean, I've said before, uh, the Kentucky Florida, I do think okay, I think yeah. I think cover You're I think staying cover. with college. All right. I'm staying with college. Okay. I, that's because I just don't know about the NFL. Yeah. This week is it's gonna be a lot. Um a betting man obviously would, you know, think about chart traders over yeah. because it's gonna be shoot. I mean shooting. So week so one is me. a strange time to bet. Right. Um it's an old adage that Playing a bad team early in the season is the most dangerous time to play them because they don't know that they're bad right. yet. So, you know, 
<laughs> on that note, on that note, that's where I come in. I got a lot of question marks this year. Um, obviously, you guys touched on a lot of them. But with that, I'm going to give my gambling pick. And I'm also kind of go going to go into some of the bad teams. Detroit Lions, I think, are going to be respectful this year. I love Dan Campbell. Yeah. I love his vibe. A ton of energy in that team. They've been on hard knocks. You can tell they've bought in. I think, obviously, they play the Eagles week one. I think that's going to be a tough game for both teams. And for as, for as much as I, I hate to say it, I think it's a coin flip game. I think that it's a momentum builder for both sides, and that can go either way. Um, I think Jets with Flacco against the Ravens, that's a loss. Um, Zach Wilson comes back week five, that's fine. Um, the one the one game I am looking at, I'm calling it my garbage game. We can call it Triple G if you want. Um, the, garbage, the garbage gambling game of the week. Um, Washington Commanders, Jacksonville Jaguars. At the Jags, at the Jags, the Jags are giving two and a half points. I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, take it. They are the Jags are going to win the game. Trevor Lawrence was a show. That that whole organization was chaos last year. They're going to come back. They're going to be better, and they're going to do right by their fans. Doug Peterson is a real coach. Trevor Lawrence is a real quarterback, and both sides of the ball are better. Much better. Um, Christian Kirk. Is a wide receiver one. I know that's like a that's like a shocking take. He's getting wide receiver one money. He is a wide receiver one. Um, with that, I think kind of my last thing is hammer that two and a half and just just sit back and enjoy. Obviously, we'll be here. We kind of ran through the week. Um, does anybody have any closing thoughts? Um, in in retaliation to your point, I got the Commanders in that game. But oh, that'd be crazy. That's fine. I got. That's fine. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll review next week. But obviously, check I out. Talk um, about really strange line, real quick, before we get out of here. Yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, they feel borderline disrespectful. Okay. Uh, Titans are only five and a half point favorites at home against the Giants. That is a very strange line yep. for one of the worst teams in the NFL going up against the team with the best record in the AFC with a presumably healthy Derrick Henry coming back. Um, you know, they lost A.J. Brown, but not much less. And it's not like they lost A.J. Brown and they're putting, you know, Joe Smith in there. Yeah. They're, you know, they replaced him with an established wide receiver in Robert Woods. And they drafted one of, you know, the the premier receivers in college football with Trey Lombard. Uh, very, very strange. Um, you know, just be mindful of that. And yeah. also, they can get... Which say? the Saquon game. I hope so. And we'll see. So your Pans. next your next line? Browns and Panthers. Okay. It's a pickle. Yeah. Pickle. It's a pickle. 100%. Um, it should be. But at home in Carolina. Okay, Baker fair revenge. enough. And Baker's Revenge going up against Jacoby Brissett. Fair enough. I mean, it feels very, very strange. Um, that feels like uh, a Carolina blowout. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's not my lock of the week. I, I hear you. Okay. All right. So, just awesome. weird. Just things I wanted to touch on. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. Um, obviously, we'll tune in next week. We'll kind of recap. Might be an earlier in the week pod next week. But uh just want to thank everybody for jumping on and uh, enjoy the NFL season. Obviously, MIPScouting.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook. 
Matt Quinn, our NFL writer, just dropped his power ranking. I think Beautiful. the one and two. I think the one and two team might need to be adjusted after last night. But uh, we'll keep we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, while you're here, listen. Check out all our content on MIP. Right. At a group project uh, predicting the NFL, the over unders, the yep. playoffs, all of that stuff. Um, great team over here. So you know what I mean, keep stick with us all through football season. You're going to have some sick content. So right. thanks right. everybody. Thanks. Guys. He might be too. <laughs> yep. All right. See ya.